Hi, welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm your host, Dan Paletic. Glad you can join us. Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson announced he would not run for re-election, so Cleveland voters will pick a new mayor for the first time in 16 years on the November 2nd general election. But before that happens, there's a primary on September 14th to narrow the slate of candidates from eight down to two. On the landscape for Cranes, we're talking to all of the candidates who are running for the office of mayor. Today, we're joined by Cleveland City Councilman Bashir Jones, who represents Ward 7. Councilman, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. Before we begin, remind us what neighborhoods encompass Ward 7. Yes, Ward 7 consists of uh, St. Clair Superior, the Huff neighborhood, the historic Huff neighborhood, uh, Chester Avenue, 55th from about Prospect to almost the street before St. Clair, some parts of St. Clair, and uh, one of the best neighborhoods in the city, no doubt about it. One of the things we always talk about whenever there's an election is the economy. So how can we foster faster economic growth in the city of Cleveland? You know, the very first thing is that we have to fix our city services. And the reason why this is important, because most of our residents end up leaving the city because of terrible city services. We have to bring the technology in to make sure that residents receive services much quicker. Not only will technology do that, but the technology uh, will also make sure that businesses don't have to wait years just to get a simple permit. So it's very important that in order for us to bring new businesses and bring more economic development, we have to take care of the businesses and residents that are here. We often talk about the partnership between public and private sectors to build things like the Hilton Downtown Cleveland or the Opportunity Corridor. Um, Are you in favor of subsidizing those kinds of projects with public funds? I, I think it's important. You know, I think it's important. I think the issue that residents of Cleveland have is not that we are, you know, subsidizing these major projects but that we're not doing anything for neighborhoods. And my focus will be, as mayor, will be on investing in neighborhoods. From Cam's Corner to the corner of Huff, you know, we have to make sure that the neighbors feel the support from the city. I think that's extremely important. Very, very important. I mean, something as simple as, uh, but but enormous, is that you have seniors who have homes, um, who they've been living in these massive homes roof leaking, porches falling off, like we have the resources to take care of them. And guess what? Not only that, but you have residents in this place and we'll bring tax abatements to bring new people, but we won't take care of the residents who have been here for so long. So look, we have over $500 million, uh, close to $514 million that has to be spent by 2024. We need to leverage these dollars through public and private partnership you have banks that have Community Reinvestment Act dollars. And let's turn this $500 million to $5 billion, unencumbered dollars that can be used to clean our communities up, that can use, be used towards real estate development, that can be used to fixing our streets, that can be used towards grants for small businesses and funds to go towards helping fix up our seniors' homes. This was a tough year for students. How could we help students make up for the educational losses that were suffered during the pandemic? You know, listen, I'm I'm a big I I'm, I will be an education mayor. Uh, we understand that the nucleus of any city is its educational program. I'm, I'm a graduate from Case Elementary, MLK Middle School, MLK High School, an honors grad from Morehouse College, an honors grad from my master's at Claremont School of Theology, education. If, if, if poverty is jail, education is the only key. But I think that with CMSD, we need to turn our focus to more career focus, a career focus. Everybody's not going to go to college. Everybody's not going to college. 
we have to prepare our young people to be able to start their careers immediately. So we recognize that with COVID, uh, it kept a lot of children home. It kept a lot of parents home. Uh, it's time to restart our and rejump rather our economy. And the best way to do that is making sure that we have students that are prepared for the workforce, that we have the talent in this city um, to fill these jobs. Do you feel the Metropolitan School District is heading in the right direction? And would you as mayor take a more active role in helping to run the district? Without a doubt. You know, I, I will be in classrooms as much as I am in City Hall. If we do not have a strong school district, our city cannot grow. You talked about economic development. If we are not producing the talent here in this city, why would major corporations want to bring their business here? I'm going to be heavily involved in the school district as a CMSD kid. Um, well, listen, when I went to Morehouse, I, I had to take remedial courses, you know? So I recognize that, you know, our school district plays a part in either moving our society forward or keeping it behind. So, you know, my transition team will assist me. You know, are we going the right direction in regards to leadership or do we need to look other uh, another direction? Um, my team will assist me in figuring that out. Join us this year for our flagship 40 Under 40 Awards, which highlight the city's best and brightest leaders who've made an impact within their organization and beyond before their 40th birthday. If you know someone deserving of a nomination for a Cranes 40 Under 40 Award, go to cranescleveland.com and click Nominate under the Awards tab before nominations close August 23rd. Do you think downtown is healthy and successful? If not, what would you do to change it if you don't think that it is? You know, I think downtown is 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 thriving. And, and and we want to continue to see it thriving. I'm, I'm not of the opinion that, you know, we don't need to take care of our downtown. No, downtown is the uh, is the face of our of our city. Um, our guests come here and spend money. So we want it to be a thriving, but we don't want to stop it. We don't want to stop the thriving just for downtown. We want the resources to begin uh, and development to begin to reach other parts of the city. And the way that we do that, one of the things I want to create is a small business incubator. As I said, we have $500 million. Let's say we take $50 million of that, okay? $50 million of those dollars, and then we leverage those dollars, turn it into $750 million with public and private partnership and banks, and be able to create the grants right, and loans and rolling loans necessary for small businesses to thrive. If our small businesses thrive, then our city thrives, and our small businesses need to thrive all across the city. Development needs to take place all across the city. When residents feel that they are being heard, when they feel like they're being heard, then they won't be so upset when you have to take a risk and make a big investment elsewhere. I think this is important. You take care of the people. Uh, Lou Stokes, Congressman Lou Stokes, he told me, when you take care of the people, the people will take care of you. What's more important for the city, do you feel? Building new homes and commercial space or rehabbing and expanding and making better use of the existing homes and storefronts that we currently have? You know, I don't I don't think that it's an either or. You know, I, I think it's both. I think that we want to bring in new investments, but we also want to invest in the, the housing stock that we have. You know, you have tons of residents who are living in homes, and guess what? Their housing cost or their housing, the worth the the, the the appreciation of their house is a lot less than 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 the money it needs to, to fix it up. Residents are are literally swimming in debt. And, and, and feeling that there's no one to help pull them out. Listen, I, I plan to be the mayor that's going to be on the streets. Now, I want to walk the streets with my directors, walk the streets with my chief of police, walk the streets with my, with, with, with my, with my city workers and say, hey, this sidewalk right here needs to get fixed. This branch 
uh, needs to be cut off. This house needs to be knocked down. I want to bring city services to the community and not wait for them to come to us. Do you feel the city should help subsidize brownfield redevelopment? You know, this is a this is a question that I would rely on experts to to guide me. Um, I don't have I don't have as much knowledge about that. But the the type of mayor that I plan to be is, you know, when when listen, no one is an expert of everything. But the question that I want voters to ask is, who has the leadership qualities to serve this city? A leader is a servant. Right. And leaders are someone that is able to listen to those who have much more knowledge than they do. And on this topic, I know many of the topics, that's what I plan to do. In addition to the economy, always a major issue in a Cleveland mayoral election is the issue of crime. And certainly, unfortunately, we saw it rise in the pandemic. What can we do to address this problem? You know, once again, it's about me being an ambassador and a champion. If, if people just look into my record and look into my history, you will find that I have been consistent in being a voice for the voiceless. You know, I want to be an ambassador for this city, a champion for this city. You know, we're not going to let uh, New York tweet about us in a demeaning way without any uh, response to that. You know, we, we need to know that we have hope in this city and that you have a mayor that has not forgotten you. And I believe that in order for us to deal with crime, for example, right now, a young girl by the name of Raja McQueen, who has been missing for over a month. I was walking with the family just yesterday, uh, talking to people, trying to figure out where she is. You have to have a mayor that's in the streets, that's walking with the people, that's talking with the people. That will have an impact on crime. But also, we want to make sure that our police officers have the equipment that they need uh, in order to do their job. You have police officers riding around in cars that are (laughs) over 300,000 miles, right, and bald tires. We got to make sure that they have the equipment. So dealing with crime is a holistic approach in which we must be proactive and reactive. The proactive way, I want to create a mobile crisis unit. And when you call 911, not only are officers showing up, but also social emotional experts, trauma experts. We have to be more about rehabilitation than incarceration. Um, This is our proactive approach, investing in recreation centers and parks. But also the reactive approach is that we got to be, you know, we can't be allow crime to take place. We can't handcuff our police officers. We got to let them do their jobs. And as a mayor, um, not only will I make sure that I speak out against uh, and, and handle and, and deal with officers uh, who are who are bad apples, but also I want to make sure that I'm highlighting the great officers who are the majority of them who are doing great work. Do you support continuing the consent decree? You know, whatever we need to do, um, whatever we need to do um, to really address this issue of the bridge that has been um, that has been destroyed, but we are trying to rebuild between community and police. You know, consent decree is. Is something that the city is paying for. I'm not really sure if it is achieving. Now I'm not. I'm. I'm actually. I actually. I am sure that it is not achieving the goal that it um, that had it had planned to achieve. This has to be a proactive approach. We're going to need to have uh, the Cleveland Police Union. We're going to need to have community members. We're going to need to have the city all be able to sit at the table and say, "Hey, listen. We may be in different cars sometimes, but we all got the same destination. We want this city to be a better place." So. I think I'm hoping that this consent decree um, achieves its goals. But more importantly, you have to have a mayor that's willing to sit down with all parties and come up with a solution. You mentioned the Opportunity Corridor. Are you pleased with the current direction of that project? You know, I think that the Opportunity Corridor is, is doing is doing great, right? But we, we have to be more inclusive of communities. 
No, once again, over $500 million coming to the city. You know, that should be leveraged for even more money. And we should be able, with that money, be able to create create new businessmen and women. We should be able to create all type of new resources in the city. So the Opportunity Corridor not only should be, you know, a place that we're focusing on just transportation, which is really important, but what businesses are we building around the Opportunity Corridor? How are we making sure that we're helping residents who are surrounded in that area? Um, you know, I love what Cleveland Clinic is doing. We appreciate their 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 um, their international impact uh, locally as well as across the world. But we want to make sure that the people of the neighborhood, someone in that neighborhood, recently reached out to me. They have land in that area, and the fact is, is that somebody offered them some money to buy their land that was in, in, totally undervalued, right? So we want to make sure that as we are building the opportunity corridor, that it is an opportunity for everyone to succeed. Have you had an opportunity to take a look at the proposal for the lakefront that's been laid out by the Browns? I have taken a look at it. And, um, you know, listen, I want the downtown to be better just like anyone else. But if our downtown only looks great uh, and only is occupied by our visitors, our guests, but but not able to be enjoyed by the residents of the city, then that's a problem. Um, I think it looks beautiful, but, you know, where is this funding going to come from? You know, are they looking to get this money subsidized, subsidized from out of this 500 million that we that we just received? You know, where where are we looking to get these resources? I look forward to uh, working with the Browns and celebrating a Super Bowl uh, with with our great team. But once again, everything that we do in the city must have a community focus. How is it going to impact the people? And I think that we have developed um, uh, we have had a lot of focus on downtown, which is great. Right. But now we need to turn our focus into to neighborhoods the same way we did for Tremont. Now look at Tremont today. Look at Ohio City today. Right. We need to do the same thing for Glenville. We need to do the same thing for Huff and Collinwood. Right. And and, and, and parts of Westside. We need to do the same thing. We need to make sure that we are being equitable with our resources. If we really want to impact crime, if we really want to make this city a better place, everyone must have must must have the opportunity to benefit from its growth. Councilman Jones, do you plan or how will you foster a relationship with Columbus as decisions at that state level seem to continue to encroach upon home rule here in Cleveland? What can we do to improve that relationship? You know, first we have to engage them. You know, we have to get out of this mindset that, you know, if you're not a Democrat, you're the devil. I mean, we, we have to get out of this mindset that if you're a conservative, you don't have a place here in Cleveland. Listen, the fact is, is that uh, you know, Ohio is is in major. The, the leadership of Ohio is is ran by Republicans. You know, I'm going to be a, a mayor that's going to be not only in Columbus working with uh, whoever will be the governor and whoever be the lieutenant governor. Right. But also um, out of all the people running in this race, I, I have one of the closest relationships with Marsha Fudge, who's the secretary of housing and urban development. So I have the opportunity to 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 take our issues to the White House. And, and, and look at how we bring federal resources to our city. But you got to be willing to be an ambassador. You know, I don't plan to, to, to just stay in Cleveland or just stay in City Hall. I plan to travel this world uh, and bring in resources back to the city. One of the things I want to create is an office of international trade. You know, the only thing that's international about us is when uh, people come to get health care from Cleveland Clinic. Why aren't we doing business? with people from Kuwait and Jordan and China and parts of Africa and Europe. We should be doing business with them. International trade. We have a we have a port. Why are we why are we so underutilized with our port? You know, there's no reason that we don't it's not the lack of money in this city. 
It's the lack of urgency and the lack of political will. And as mayor, you're going to find me being a champion, a champion for all people, a voice for all people. And guess what? Sometimes we are not going to agree. Sometimes people are going to protest against me. I get it. We should have a, a robust city that people are involved with the political process. So I don't fight against public comment. Everyone has a right to comment on the direction that this city should go. But as a leader, you have to have the courage to be willing to stand alone. You mentioned the money that's going to be coming to Cleveland. And you've mentioned some of the things you'd like to look at, but are there some real top priorities for the American Rescue Plan and infrastructure funds that'll be coming to the city from the federal government? No doubt about it. The first thing, as I said, is us leveraging these dollars. Listen, we only have until 2024 to spend uh, $514 million, right? So we need to leverage these dollars. Uh, we need to immediately, as mayor, the very first thing that I plan to do is within my with within my transition team is bring the right people to the table, businessmen and women uh, to the table, uh, community members to the table, and say, uh, how do we leverage these dollars? Come on, Key Bank. Come on, banks. Come on, PNC. Let's let's leverage these dollars. Let's turn this five hundred million uh, to to five billion dollars. Um, let's take this money and let's address the issues uh, with resources to small business grants. Right? We want to do small business grants. I would love to be able to see us. Take us take money aside and help fix the homes of many of our elders who are in who are in the city. Um, another thing that we that we absolutely have to do is we have to make sure that our police officers and our safety services have the right equipment that they need uh, in order to do their jobs. Really important. We need to become a cleaner city, right? So we have to buy the equipment that's necessary for a cleaner city. We have to get the technology in order for us to be able to move this city forward. So those are some of my my top priorities that I think that those are low-hanging fruit. And I believe that immediately people seeing that they have an active mayor who's willing to sit down with all people and listen to their ideas and implement them quickly, I think that people are going to see a change quickly in the city, just like I was able to do here in Ward 7. I mean, I've reached close to half a billion dollars of investment in Ward 7. Cleveland Foundation has moved towards seven. Cross Country Mortgage has moved towards seven. University Hospital, Dave's Supermarket. I mean, I have 15 projects here in Ward 7 that we've accomplished in just two and a half years. Take a year away from COVID and we're still five, six months away from January. Two and a half years. Look at the growth that happened in Ward 7. Imagine what we can do for the city. Councilman Bashir Jones, thanks for sharing your thoughts on these important issues. We're glad you could join us today. I truly appreciate the opportunity. Councilman Bashir Jones is one of eight candidates running for the office of mayor in the city of Cleveland. We're talking to all the candidates on the landscape. You can hear those conversations by visiting cranescleveland.com and look for the landscape banner. On behalf of our producer, Cody Smith, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dan Paletta. We'll talk again soon.